It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Wolverines, your daily podcast on the Michigan Wolverines, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Three times today, I will say happy Thursday. I've already said it once. We're saying it again. Locked On Wolverines podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it is kind of your team every day. I mean, the network is. Locked On Wolverines hasn't quite been that way. I'll explain in segment three just kind of what's been going on with me, why we're being very intermittent. Um, but uh, it's it's nothing groundbreaking, but it, I think that y'all deserve at least an explanation. But nonetheless, um, we are going to get to that. Uh, I want to start off with, and we're going to see how long this is going to carry me. It might carry me into two segments. If not, we'll, we'll, we'll bridge off of this. But uh, I want to address this. Uh, I, I really have a ton of respect for Mike Farrell, formerly of Rivals. I think that he is a, a consummate professional. He's been very helpful to me. Uh, I, I, I like to aggregate a lot of things that he did when he was at Rivals. Uh, but... He he put out a list of and at first he 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 put it out and then he revised it and then he revised it again a list and I it make it makes me wonder if it was because he just for some reason forgot about Michigan and then revised it and then was like you know what this is going to be good for attention but he did a top five teams in the Big Ten and uh, going into twenty twenty two and I I don't have it in front of me. Uh, but it, it was these five teams in some kind of order. And it, I think it was, if I'm not mistaken, I very well might be, it was five Iowa, four Michigan State, three Purdue, two Wisconsin, number one Ohio State. Glaring omission is your Big Ten champion, defending champion, Michigan. And I think that that is insane absolutely insane and what continues to be insane is that he doubled down on it on thursday on today that as i'm speaking here by doing a quick youtube in which he defended it and said i just don't think michigan is that good okay fine fair he's like i think michigan state is a better team and if you want to say it's because, you know, Michigan lost a lot on defense, okay, well, Michigan State lost a ton too. Transfer portal, graduation, no more Kenneth Walker. One of the two receivers is gone, uh, you know, stuff like that. Iowa has no offense. And he's like, he, you know, like, and then he goes, comes out and says, Aiden O'Connell is the real deal for Purdue. Okay, well, he doesn't have David Bell. They don't have George Karlaftis. Wisconsin, I can I can make a case for, okay, maybe they're better than Michigan. I mean, they got shellacked when they played Michigan last year. Granted, the three players that did the most damage defensively were are the three that are notably departed. And Ohio State, I mean, I can I can understand if you're gonna say Ohio State is still the king of the mountain. Doesn't matter if they got knocked off for one year. This is still the team to beat. It still defies belief that you would look at this Michigan team, which returns the bulk of the offense and still has a lot of really good defensive pieces. This isn't a Michigan team that has a defense 
in which you're going to be relying primarily on freshmen and sophomores. Are there going to be freshmen and sophomores involved? Absolutely. Junior Colson, a sophomore, he's certainly going to be involved. You look at uh, guys like Mason Graham that could be involved. Freshman, Rayshon Benny could be involved. F- sophomore, um, you know, Kenneth Grant, when he arrives on campus, certainly could be involved in the defense. But for all of those types, you still have Taylor Upshaw, who's in his fifth year with the program. Mike Morris, who's in his, what, fourth year with the program. Jalen Harrell, who's in his third year with the program. Nikai Hill-Green, R.J. Moten, third years. Uh, D.J. Turner, fourth year. Jamon Green, fifth year. Right? You've got a lot of guys who have been around and have played at a high level that they were counted on last year, and they're going to be playing in the same defensive scheme even though they have a new coordinator. And we've we've seen even just with the corners, the types of strides that they've made now that they've had a year under Steve Klinkscale. You know, uh, you feel like those linebackers, as much as that's still kind of a question mark for me, you feel good about Junior Colson. You feel a lot better about Nakai Hill Green. You know, guys are allowed to make improvements, right? And I, I think that's one of those weird things that sometimes it's like, well, we saw that Michigan defense and it seemed like maybe some of these guys weren't that good, uh, that the ones that are going to be counted on and relied upon. Okay, well, guys are allowed to make improvements, and offensively, you can sit there and say, well, they lost to Son Haskins, and he's the one who really buried Ohio State. Well, Blake Corum was the guy until he got hurt, you know? So, and then you have Donovan Edwards, and who is the guy waiting in the wings. Like I said to you before, Joel Klatt pointed to me when I was on the sidelines before the Wisconsin game and just was like, pointed to me and then pointed to Donovan Edwards and said, that guy is going to be... So good. So good. I'm like, yeah, I know. I watched him in high school. <laughs> so it it's funny to me, just like kind of the narratives that end up happening with Michigan. Because it doesn't seem like like Wisconsin's getting that love. And I actually am equally kind of annoyed that Penn State got omitted from that. Right? Like Penn State loses, yeah, they lose a couple pieces, but like they don't lose a ton. They bring back Sean Clifford. You know, like, I think the bigger thing is losing Brent Pry on the def- as a defensive coordinator, but Manny Diaz is a really good coach. Penn State, like, let, let's not overthink it, right? The, the top five in the Big Ten Conference in 2022 will almost certainly look like some mix of Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, Wisconsin, and then either Iowa or Michigan State. Let's just be fair about it. Like, let's not overthink it. But those four that I mentioned are most likely going to be in that conversation. And then it's going to be up to some of those others, Iowa, Purdue, Michigan State, what they do. Could they be up, you know, one, two, or three by the end? Absolutely. I'm not saying that they're automatically number five, but those other four, the ones that we always look at and say, those are the teams that are going to be really good on a yearly basis in the Big Ten, chances are that's going to be the case. Michigan's offense should be beyond explosive. It should be absolutely incredible, right? Because it's just it's they, they bring back almost everybody. They bring back every receiver. They add three amazing freshmen. They bring back Ronnie Bell, who got injured in the season opener. If Ronnie Bell was healthy last year, that offense would have been even more explosive, right? They've got the running backs. They've got the offensive line. They've got the tight ends. 
I think the defense will still be, it might not be top 10, but it will certainly be top third of college football. And that's what all they really need to be. Especially with the offensive pieces they have. So I I do have more thoughts. Hence, we are going to continue talking about this in segment two, and then we will get to the, uh, and then we will get to the why I'm intermittent. Um, and it probably deserves a, whole episode we've done i've done a whole episode on it a while ago before video all of that kind of stuff and you can look it up we'll talk about that here momentarily but before we do uh all right listen betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info find all the latest sports developments league reviews and news including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of major league baseball season BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, I am as fired up as I thought I was going to be over all of this conversation here about uh, Mike Farrell's thing. I feel like, again, it's being edgy for the sake of being edgy. I understand that they lose Aiden Hutchinson, who we projected was going to be really good going into the season. David Ajabo, I mean, no one projected the level that he ended up playing at, right? No one would have sat there and told you David Ajabo is going to be one one of your main guys. That wasn't happening. Uh, Daxton Hill, yeah. But... You know, they they still got a lot of really good defensive pieces. But my big thing is, is not the question marks, but it's just the fact that, like, this has been kind of an on-running thing, I feel like, this offseason. It is that usually, like, college football, and we've talked about this plenty of times on the show before, but college football media tends to have a very short memory when it comes to... Uh, it comes to the teams that are good and the teams that aren't, right? And there are certainly exceptions. Um, but like when when the team is good in one year, we act like they're going to be good forever. Now, right? Like this is the team to beat. Look no further than like Cincinnati at this point, right? Like I I I don't know. I, I'm gonna look here while we're while we're on air, but I would bet that uh, like PFF had a too early top 25. I would bet you that Cincinnati's on that list, even though they lose Desmond Ritter and they lose a bunch of other key pieces, right? But that's the way that we tend to operate is the the, the teams that are good are going to be good forever. And the teams that are bad are going to be bad forever. And like I said, there's some exceptions. There's there's teams like USC and Texas, which always get the benefit of the doubt for whatever reason. Michigan, a lot of times, has been that. But for some reason, Michigan also is kind of on the corollary of that. And that was like what, what Mike Farrell went on to YouTube to defend it. He said, listen, Michigan has a tendency, a history 
All right, well, the history overall is one of winning. The last, you know, I don't want to say 10 years, but 2007 through 2014, not great. And then 2015 through this last year, pretty good to what ended up being great with the exception of 2020, which was not good. But like Michigan wasn't on any, you know, like people like Michigan was was bad in 2020, and they were thought to be bad going into this next year, and uh, that or this last year, and then they ended up being really good, obviously, and winning the Big Ten, going to the college football playoff. Pro Football Focus has their top 25. They have Michigan as number five. I think that's fair. They have Ohio State as number two. I think that's also fair. Clemson at number four, maybe we'll see. But then, like you know, like USC at eight. Like, I understand. They have Lincoln Riley. They bring in Caleb Williams. They're going to be better, but I still don't necessarily think that they're, like, going to be, like, incredible, you know, automatically. But here, again, the, the thought of, of uh, you know, teams that were good last year are probably going to be good forever. Wake Forest, they have it number 10. I'm, and I understand they're saying Sam Hartman's back at quarterback. Cool. Texas is 14. Team that was bad last year, but all of a sudden you're like, yeah, they're going to be good because they're Texas. That's what they do. Uh, actually, no Cincinnati on the list. They just missed the cut, as did Michigan State. But Michigan doesn't get this type of... And I, I say that also understanding that on this list, Michigan is number five. But generally speaking, for whatever reason, like there's, you get this with Michigan with like Mike Farrell saying Michigan's not a top five team in the Big Ten. Number one, I look at their schedule and say, there's no way that they're not going to be. They have a very, the easiest cupcake of a non-conference as you could possibly have. They're going to tiptoe right through that, assuming they get past Maryland. If they don't, that's pretty much a disaster. We'll see how they do at Iowa. Then they've got, you know, the, the some of the other teams that they should beat before they've got uh, Penn State and Michigan State at home. And you finish out at Ohio State. Like, if Michigan's 10-3, and three, once everything's said and done, that yeah, that's fine. I mean, not fine. That makes sense. That you can't really begrudge them that because you still have to play some good teams. But ultimately, with what Michigan has, it should be eleven and zero going into that Ohio State game. It probably won't be. Probably will be ten and one. But nonetheless, I think that that's if if they're ten and one going into Ohio State, there's no way that they're not a top five team. And you can sit there and say, like Mike Farrell did, Michigan State's a, a better, you know, I think they're a better team. Okay, well, Michigan State, at least I know transitive property isn't exactly the be-all, end-all. Michigan State didn't look like it could compete with Ohio State, whereas Michigan trounced them. And you can say, well, Michigan State beat Michigan head-to-head. I mean, if you watch that game, you know how it went, right? Like, you can't, you can't convince me that Michigan State was the better team last year. That said, sometimes the not the team that isn't better wins. I've brought this up a billion times. 2011, Michigan versus Notre Dame. I have no problem telling you Notre Dame was the better team. But Notre Dame let up just enough. Michigan found just enough ways to win, and they won. I think last year Michigan was the better team than Ohio State based off of the way that they played head-to-head. Will they be the better team in 2022, rather? 2022? We'll find out. 
Could Michigan State be the better team in 2022? We'll find out. But, like, this is still a roster that, like, you can sit there and say, well, Iowa. Yeah, Iowa's, Iowa's up there. Their defense with no offense. Michigan still is a roster filled with four, you know, at least mostly four stars. Handful of five stars. Not nearly as many because they just lost Chris Hinton, Daxton Hill. They're losing a, at worst, number two pick in the NFL in Kate, uh, and Aiden Hutchinson. But this is still like a team that has got stacked talent. And they don't get that benefit of the doubt for whatever reason. Wisconsin. I, I, I understand the Wisconsin hype. They finished out mostly strong, save for a loss near the end of the season there to, uh, to Minnesota or at the end of the season to Minnesota. Right, they they finished really strong, and they finally got Braylon Allen going. Graham Mertz was making less mistakes. I get it, but for some reason, Michigan seems exempt from this rule of you had a good season. We expect you to continue that momentum. I just find it odd because we've talked about it a lot in preseasons of how uh, that tends to be a thing. College football media with short memories not looking at what the rosters are and just like, like Northwestern coming off of the, like I told you going into last season, Northwestern was going to be terrible, but they were still, they were top 25 team and everyone's like, Oh, they're going to be really good. I'm like, "Uh, how they lost everybody. You don't know what they're going to be. At least with this Michigan team, you could look at the offense and say, all right, this offense is going to be really good. All right. That's going to do it for me talking about that. Cause I almost feel I'm borderline rambling. Cause I just, I'm so incoherent of due to my, I don't want to, it's not rage. It's just confusion over all of this. I don't get it. All right. Listen, this episode is brought to you by rock auto with ever increasing numbers of makes and models. It's now impossible for your local chain auto parts stores to stock all the parts you need while it endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the brand that their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money while using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, or 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do it yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto's prices are reliably low from every customer. So go explore their easy to use website today. Find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, uh, we're going to deviate from our normal what have you uh, about us talking about Michigan sports and all of that. I'm going to get a little serious on you for a minute, but not like super serious. I mean, kind of serious. I don't, I don't know what it is. Um, as... 
all of you know that um, my grandfather, who meant the world to me, uh, he passed away in February. And, um, you know, we all have different ways that we deal with grief. And we all have different ways that we just show up. You know what I mean? And I, I've been, I've been preparing for the possibility of his passing for a very long time, knowing, um, a short, little short, quick tangent. Um, my ex-girlfriend, my first step, real girlfriend died of a heroin overdose back in 2001. And she had warned me that there was going, that she was not long for the earth. Uh, well, you know, not well before, but before she ultimately passed ever since she did, you know, I I always thought, you know, I need to start preparing myself for his passing so that I'm not, cause I, cause it was like, who means the most to you in the world? And it was my grandfather. And like I've said before, he, he was a Michigan man. (laughs) I'll always remember being at, um, South in Santa Monica. It was the Michigan alumni watch, uh, location for Los Angeles that year. And, uh, we're watching the Michigan, Michigan state game in 2009. And he turns to me and says, you know, when I was at Michigan, Fritz Chrysler was the coach. (laughs) So, um, but I mean, he was my world. I went to Michigan, uh, because of him, my love for the university was stemmed from him. Uh, the way in person that I am some from him, but when he passed, uh, I was just numb. And, uh, as I, I was planning on going back down to Florida to see my grandmother, it didn't work out. Uh, but I, uh, I was trying to get, cause as I've said on the show before, I don't like the fly. Um, and, uh, it, it's, it's like an involuntary tick that happens when I'm flying. It's not like I, it's not like, Oh, I just don't like this. It's, it's a panic attack. It's an anxious reaction that I seem to have no control over. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I've read books to try to not to learn how to get over it. I've tried to do different exercises. Some, some have gone well, some haven't gone well. I was flying, going to be flying down with somebody and I was, and who I flew down with before. And I'm like, you know what? I don't want to put you through that dealing with my anxiety and, you know, me hyperventilating all the kinds of stuff that happened. So I reached out to like a telehealth, uh, deal to be like, I'm just going to get some anxiety medication. And they were like, you know, I filled out a questionnaire and then talked to them for a bit. And they were like, you, you know, you have full blown depression, right? As news to me. And it made sense because with depression, uh, uh, you know, doing the littlest thing sometimes can feel like the biggest chore, you know, getting out of bed, even for me on a, a normal day is, has become a chore. And I, I, I know a little big part of it is, I mean, there's the seasonal aspect here in Michigan, you know, not getting the vitamin D and di- different things of that nature. But of course, losing my world, uh, and my grandfather plays another part of it. And, you know, burnout from the season. There's, a, there's certainly a lot of reasons why, uh, but, uh, I've, I've done as much as I can to get help, figure out what to do to make myself better. I have good days. I have bad days. Uh, I might wake up in the morning and be all like, all right, I'm going to do a podcast today. And then I sit down here and clam up and go back and lay down. 
it's a process. The reason why I wanted to bring it up, obviously, is to let you know why I'm so intermittent. It's been, it's not like other times where it's like I don't have anything to talk about. Certainly, we've had things to talk about, spring football, and yet here I was not talking about it. Um, I, and as I start to feel like I'm seeing a light on the other end of the, through you know the other end of the tunnel, uh, I I feel like I owe you that explanation. But also just to say like, hey, if you're someone that's struggling with depression and you need, you know, help go out and find it, uh, whatever that is, you know, if, if it's for me, it's been a lot of reading books and talking to the people who care about me, uh, you know, talking to, uh, my girl or talking to, uh, to Jake, Bud or talking to my best friend or, or, you know, whatever, whoever it's, that's been helpful, but reading books and, you know, learning, uh, different things from a psychological aspect. Uh, if you want to talk to a therapist, uh, do that. I'm also taking a, a very mild antidepressant, uh, which I haven't necessarily noticed anything from it, but that's where we're at. But don't let the stigma of it bother you. And like I said, we did a show, the whole show on mental health. We did a whole thing, uh, was in uh, what 2019 summer of 2019 uh i'll link it in the uh in whatever bio here <laughs> link in bio it's not really a bio right in the description i'll link it we did it we talked to uh, uh rachel barbo and we talked to uh to will heininger former michigan defensive end about uh, mental health so um certainly i've dealt with depression on and off throughout my life i don't think it's ever been as debilitating as it's been for me, uh, this spring, uh, but, uh, I owed you guys the, uh, the explanation, uh, you don't have to reach out and say, Hey man, whatever, like, you know, like I, I'm not saying any of this to, to get your pity. I, but I do owe you an explanation why we're very intermittent on these podcasts. Uh, I told, uh, Zach Blackerby, uh, who runs, uh, runs our college, uh, podcast. Hey, I'm coming through the other end here. Finally. And, um, he's been very supportive and, uh, he's, he's let me know that I don't necessarily need to be as on this as I need to, you know, as long as I take care of myself. So I've done as much as I can to take care of myself in these moments so that I can be better so that I can return to doing this every day and, uh, have it not be the struggle that it has been. I'm sure that you've noticed that some of the episodes that I've done have been a huge struggle. It's been very difficult. Uh, to, uh, to find something to talk about as easy as it might be to talk about. Um, so that's it. That's all I got. Um, so yeah, three podcasts on Thursday today. So if, if you've listened to this one and hadn't listened to the other two, there's the, the Jake, Butts uh, spring game episode that we finally, we finally sat down and talked about it. And uh, one I haven't recorded as of right now, which will also be out, is the mailbag that was supposed to go last week. So definitely make sure you check those out. We're tripling up since uh, didn't get on anything. But uh, anyway, thank you for watching and or listening. I appreciate you letting me uh, also be vulnerable with you for a moment. Uh, it's not something I'm terribly afraid to do. Uh, <laughs> I guess that makes it not a vulnerability. But no, I'm not afraid to say what I'm thinking, feeling, and that's... Everything that I preach when it comes to the way that I cover this team is kind of how I treat life. So uh, anyway, thank you. Anyways, I uh, appreciate you. We'll talk to you soon. Peace.
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.